And welcome. Welcome to the No Name Yet podcast. That is the podcast with no name. And on the show tonight for her second appearance is the Reverend Dr. Gloria Jimson, the pastor who believes that all robes are Wesleyan. And also on the show tonight is the podcaster of all podcasters, the man who loves himself a pickle, Gritty! Fried pickles and pickle chips. You specify. But welcome to the No Name Yet podcast. This is your second appearance. You were on uh, with Pastor uh, Bible Trivia for Pastors. Did you have a good time? I had a good time, even though you cheated a little bit. You know, rules. I, tr- I tried to help my best. I tried to the even rules. the score. The rules are, but you know that's the way it is in life. Some play by the rules, and some, and some make horrible rules. Yeah, they just make them up as they go along. Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's what Justin says about what? you. That you be make. That's exactly what Justin says about you. <laughs> you be making rules up as they go along. As you go I, along, I, I, I got it. I got a simple. I got a simple. The the, the game show and no, no, because you be then, stuttering through and the, and when said, you be explaining and stuff. You be stuttering through it. You be flip flopping. You don't even know your own rules. Next game, write them out the night before because it's getting crazy yeah. now. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna write them out and send them to all the contestants. That's oh, that, that would go. be fair. We, yeah, a little transparency would be great around here. Yeah, because a little I, accountability. Because I, I did stick with the rules that I had established. I don't think I d- explained them well. Okay, we'll take that. Well, I'll take that <laughs> as, an, as an apology. Because mm-hmm. I did write out notes, but I guess they weren't detailed enough. Mm-hmm. And my notes didn't even come in the mail. You, you spent yeah. $10 to send me my notes, and they didn't even mm-hmm. come for like three days later. Yeah, I sent him the questions, Reverend Jimson, so he could draw them. Oh. Cause I was picking the questions at random mm-hmm. and sure. uh, I sent, I sent him, I sent them to him priority mail and it took a week and a half to get to him. some priority. Mm-hmm. i tell you that top priority, 10 bones to send priority mail. And he got it a week and a half like, later to send it an hour <laughs> away. That's the U S post office problem. Right, that's right. We'll have to tackle that next. Yeah. So um, what I thought I'd do, uh, what we do is uh, I'd ask you a few questions about yourself. And then uh, I have a couple news stories and uh, uh, that's something else to do. You know, we'll just have a little fun. All right. Another game show? No, not another game show. I thought you were sent by the... uh, What's the committee there to check to make sure I really was a minister just because I didn't, you know, get all those answers correct? Oh, the, we, the, we the, know those answers were a little bit strange. Those questions were a little bit strange. The ministerial efficiency? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on that committee, by the way. So am I. Yeah. We'll see, you know, so. So we're, to- we, we've had to work around you to, to, you know, to get you in to. 
question you about the game show. <laughs> that's that's what I that's what I figured. You know, I'm I'm bringing this up at the next meeting. The next meeting, okay. Yeah. All right. So um, so what I know about you off the top of my head is uh, that you were in nursing. Yes. How I long? Am a nurse. You are a nurse. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been a nurse? Oh, since 1969. Wow. Passed my, my uh, nursing license exam the first time. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was I was two years old. Yeah, right. You probably were. <laughs> I wasn't even a thought. I wasn't much older than that. Because I wasn't even old enough to sign permissions, you know, OR permissions and, and for my patients. Okay. So it wasn't much. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what, what kind of, what kind of nursing did you do? Medical surgical nursing. I took care of people before and after they had their surgery. And I did uh, some orthopedic nursing. I did psychiatric nursing. I'm well prepared to handle Christly things, godly things. I got you inside and I got you outside. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, we, we, we traveled to, I think, Buffalo with a young man that uh, has uh, uh, some mental health issues. Mm. And uh, do you remember that ride? Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, I have to tell you, Reverend Jimson, I was impressed with the way that you handled that young man when he became inappropriate on the way up and inappropriate on the way down. Mm-hmm. Well, well, thank you for that. And your, mm-hmm. I think your experience really showed. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's like muscle memory, you know? Uh-huh. Did you bring me on the show because you think I need a mental health nurse and this is why, this is why you brought me here? Was this a ruse? This is because uh, I mean I wouldn't disagree, but Reverend Jimson is doing an intervention. Yeah, this is what I this is this is where I think it's going. But you know what, uh, Gritty? Sometimes you can listen and you can do some self care if it fits. You know, I, I try, I try. Yeah, yeah. So that way you don't have to leave home. You know, you just kind of oh, remember what you heard. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, of self-care, um, that uh, gr- Gritty, Gritty uh, has done a lot of meditation and is cycling back into meditation. That's right. Oh, that's a good thing. We love yeah. it. That's it's the best. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. uh, so what, what kind of meditation are you doing now, Gritty? Oh, just mindfulness, basically just being in the moment for 10 minutes, okay. cross-legged. Um, maybe focusing on my breathing, but just stopping the train of thought as often as possible and going back into the moment. Okay. That's basically it. Nothing too, nothing too crazy. Now you, you used to use some kind of beads. What were those? I do have the beads. I do have the mala beads over there. You, you basically, uh, put your finger on each bead. There's like 110 or like 108. And then every time you hit another bead, you do a mantra in your head. I do like those too. Okay. Depending on the day, I'll do one or the other one. Well, you know, when you told me about those beads, I I, I got a string of beads, not those specific kind, and I just uh, push them one at a time on the string, and uh, it it helps me relax and 
Hey, you got these. You just you just skip the guru bead so you keep yourself in line here. That's what these are. All right. And Reverend Jimson, do you do anything in particular to? I uh, do. I I sit and uh, I meditate, but I don't do hard work. I don't try to touch any beads or anything like that. I just sit. I close my eyes, and I think, Jesus, there you speak go. to me, and I just am quiet. Yep. So you listen to his small, still voice. That's right. You, you're you not talking for a change. You know, you're not praying. It's a little different from praying. You can pray before you go into it, and then you just listen. You know, so, right. and then it's amazing the kinds of things. Some of the things I come up with, they're, they're not original at you all. Should, you should see what comes up in my head during meditation. I don't even want to say it. I don't imagine. even want You guys stay even, off I, those bees. Those bees <laughs> keep going round and round. You got to, you know, just let everything down and just communicate. Nothing between my soul and my savior. That's, I don't Nothing know if those, you know, that's the song's words or not, because I get songs, the words mixed up. I put my own in there, but nothing between. Uh-huh. It works. It clears your head. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you, you said you are a nurse. Yes. And are you working now? Uh, well, let me start with I said that because I just finished uh, renewing my license. You know, every three years you have to renew your license. And I'm good through 2027. I took my infectious disease course. And this time I didn't have to take a child abuse course. But, you know, they do that. And I always keep up continuing it. I read because you never know. And I work... Uh, I volunteer for the Medical Reserve Corps in uh, Rensselaer County. Um, I oh, didn't that, do any of Is that like if there's if there's like a disaster, you could spring into action? Absolutely. But they did pods and uh, vaccinations for COVID. You know, they did COVID tests. They did. They do vaccinations. Um, I didn't do any of those pods because I was just trying to stay away, you know, keep myself healthy. I had to go in and help some people, you know, um, um, that were shut in and home with some of their treatments because there was massive shortages in uh, the home care staff, that kind of thing. So with the, you use it all the time. And then you never know when, um, you know, I, I, whatever happens when you retire from the pastorate or whatever, I'll have extra time on my hands. I'll, I'll go back and I'll work as a nurse. You can always do what you got to do, you know. I mean, my mind hopefully will still be functioning. I just won't be lifting patients the way I used to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, probably not doing that. Probably maybe not walking all, all the units that I used to do or running to codes and things like that. I don't know. I'll have to see what happens. But but I did work med surgeon trauma so at Albany Med for a long time. Then I did teaching, staff development at Albany Med, and then I was director of nursing of a small uh, community hospital that also had um, an alcohol rehab unit in it. And I had a variety of little little things added to that nursing to make it, you know, nursing is very broad. Mm-hmm. But what, uh, what did you like most about nursing? The odd thing was, I think I liked the direct patient care, the hands-on care, and 
and it's kind of selfish, but most people say thank you when you do something for them. And you don't get that. You don't get that in the church just to be selfish. I'm not a, a minister. I'm not a clergy person just to get what I can get back. But it's really pleasing. It's enjoyable when you can help somebody get walk out of the hospital and they're so happy, especially mm. when they thought they were coming in and they weren't going to make it at all. Yeah. So, and then talking to the family, you know, um, that that's especially when they're very anxious and they don't know. And then basically you tell them how to get the most out of when you do talk to the doctor. So these are the questions you need to ask and how to get the most out of your doctor's visit. This is you've got to listen and telling people take somebody with you, you know, as you get older. So because if you get a bad diagnosis, most people just they close down. Uh-huh. So, you know, they need some another pair of ears there. Right. To watch. Gritty, have you ever been in a hospital? Uh, for panic attacks, yeah. I don't think for anything else. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good reason to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know it was a panic attack at the time. I wouldn't if I wouldn't have gone if I knew that. Mm-hmm. You think you're dying. <laughs> then about no? the third time I go, okay, I don't think I'm dying. I think this is something else. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. think I'm dying again. You know, I, I use I I went into the uh, the emergency room several times in my twenties um, because I had chest pain, mm. and uh, part of it stemmed from the fact that my dad had his uh, first heart attack when he was thirty eight. Wow! And, yeah, and mm-hmm. um, eating a lot of red meat. What's going on with that? I, I don't know what it was, but um, he's still alive hey. now. Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, between that and, you know, uh, the, the family doctor saying, oh yeah, with your dad's, uh, genetics, you're definitely going to have a heart attack when you're an adult. And, you know, it was, uh, yeah, they, they should have seen your, um, outburst. Then they would have really, they would have put you <laughs> on the top of the list. You didn't tell them about that, did you? No. And then, uh, mm-hmm. That was good that you went, and I'm sure they talked you down a little bit and told you to relax and yeah. just eat right and exercise, and you don't have to worry about that. But that's still important that you went anyway, you know. Yeah, and, and, I, think and I think some of it was anxiety too, you know. A lot of it was probably anxiety, but you know, you should go because things that are uh, familiar they they do happen. You know, mm-hmm. so it's good to get it right. checked out. So what do you think of this, uh, Reverend? So I went in the hospital for to have my appendix out. And uh, they gave me this little button where I could push it mm-hmm. and, and dispense p- painkiller. Mm-hmm. And uh, when when it was gone, I, you know, I, I, I hit the I hit the, the nurse call light and the lady's like, oh, you know, and she, you know, re-upped it and everything and so in the morning uh this nurse came in and i you know i had hit the call light and i said i need more morphine and uh, she goes no you've had enough no more and i hated that nurse (laughs) that's a strong word that was (laughs) all right (laughs) it is a strong word yeah, I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it strong. I, you know, yeah. uh, I, I meant it uh, colloquially. 
What I think about that is you either got the nurse that was there all night and she was tired going off duty, or uh-huh. you got the new nurse that wasn't going to take any, you know, didn't know enough to teach you. Now, this is, you know, hours after your surgery, usually for the first 24 hours, we like to keep people medicated so uh-huh. they can cough and move and, you know, comfortably uh, and not be in pain so that they would then start to decrease, you know, the medication, but they should have said, we're going to start to uh, give you a little bit less, just wean off a little bit less, but it, mm-hmm. you'll still be able to get it. Right. Well, I, I, I always, I always joke that she, uh, she stepped on my party. Mm-hmm. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you made it. I made it. You made it. Yeah. I've only been in the hospital twice. Mm-hmm. A penidal cyst and uh, the appendix. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, okay. So that's good. Yeah. So. um You've been a pastor of uh, a church for how many years now? Oh, we're going on eight years now. Seven year itch is gone. So, uh, yeah, but before that, you know, I was uh, an associate in a church mm-hmm. and uh, fortunate to be in churches that allowed their associates to teach Bible study, teach Sunday school and preach. I won't say I'm a, uh, a preacher, preacher. I have my own style. And it's more probably like teaching. And now the longer you do it now, I think more spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I, th- I think I'm a better preacher now mm-hmm. than I was. In fact, when I read back some of my other transcripts, I can't believe that I actually said those things, you know, that that it came, you know, I would. I, but it was it's it's, it's interesting how you can check your own growth, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll probably always be a transcript preacher, but do put a little more into it and a little less, not read so much, but just it's there because from teaching you, it's like notes and you go by your notes. And then uh, when you, when the notes don't fill in, you let the spirit fill in because I listened to a lot of mentors that said, don't, don't write everything down, leave room for the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so when you get, a little more confidence that it, the message is the Lord. You know, it's uh, the Lord's message in your sermon. Right, right. You know, so that's what you got to allow to come through. And then you pray so that uh, it's the message that you really have paraphrased or whatever so that people get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Gritty, when uh, you go back and you look at your beginning podcast, what do you see? Oh, I see the delete button, and I'm like this, hovering, <laughs> hovering over it, and I go, I can't, I can't. Well, she's not wrong about taking notes, like or over taking notes, I guess you could say, because the less notes I take, the better the show usually is. When mm. I first started, I took a lot of notes about what I wanted to say, and you know, then you're looking down at the paper. I mean, that only worked. Once in a while, we have a segment where I really need to remember facts like dates and stuff like that. Then I'll really put down a lot of notes. Like when I did the, the thing for the six hour special, that presentation. Other than that, then I just write a word now and that's it. Like, because there's no, it's going to, you're going to really trip yourself up reading from the paper like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's coming right. from your own experience. It's like, why do you need to write, write it out for? 
Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, going over in your head a few days before. That's where the real work is at. You go over in your head a few days before so that by the time you get on the show, boom, it's, a, it's there. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when I, when I write the sermon, I, I don't put a conclusion. That's actually uh, probably what you should put, but I usually like to pick a conclusion. Well, but I mean, some of my, my some of my better sermons have been when I've let the spirit wrap it up. Oh, okay. exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. Exactly. Usually, yeah. I like to don't... have a beginning and an end. Like that's yeah. how I usually like to have have things: is a beginning and an end in mind, and let the middle play itself out. Mm. But that's that's good if that's how it works for you. Yeah. You don't really know, even with a podcast, who you're talking to, you know, or who that your message is for. And so it may only be for one person mm-hmm. that's there. And that's, you know, heaven smiles on, you know, one person that uh, releases to them. And, you know, so that's what you got to aim for, that you can at least grab that one person. And, you know, sometimes it's yourself <laughs> because the Lord always gives you a sermon that you need too. And, and that's why when you hear somebody say you 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 it's not it's us you know you're talking to you 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 kind of think hmm you know it's that thing you're pointing a finger at somebody and four coming back at you so you got to know what you're talking about it's always nice when i get a text message or i get an email about something i said and i'm like you know that's really good that it affected him that way especially if it's something that if it's something that i did that you don't have to do or go through and then, or, you know, you can avoid that situation or maybe you were going through the same thing and my words helped. It's always good to get a message about that. Exactly. Exactly. It's about helping somebody, helping somebody else and maybe yourself too. That's about 1% of the show. The rest of it's just nonsense, but once in a while we do, (laughs) we help people out. No, you know, some people, they don't laugh enough, and when they have a, like a real belly laugh or something, the next day their jaws hurt because the muscles they've not used those muscles at all, you know. Mm. And um, that's really that's really strange. And some people don't laugh at all. Those are the ones that go to a comedy show and they become a heckler because they just don't get it, you know. Mm-hmm. So they just don't get why people laugh. I mean, even it's just it's good to laugh. It really is. Very it's very funny. sad to hear. I think one of the things I'm I'm most happy about is I laugh all day since I was a kid. Oh, I find every thing. I find everything funny. I'm either making myself laugh or I don't usually like comedy movies or like stand up comedy. I just find life funny. I like funny. Mm-hmm. I like people I know are funnier than any comedian I could imagine. So I'm usually mm-hmm. laughing all day. Even if I'm having a horrible day, I'm usually mm-hmm. laughing at something. So that's one of my blessings in life is I just am laughing. That is a laughing, blessing. Laughing. Yeah. So it's sad to hear people don't. Yeah. yeah. And if you can laugh at yourself, that's a bonus. That's, you know, don't take yourself seriously. That's about 40% unless, of mine. Yeah, unless you need a lot of correction, then you better, you know, I need a lot of correction. get to that's correcting true. yourself. I need a lot of correction. You need a lot of correction. <laughs> <laughs> Try and. So, um, what, 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 what is satisfying to you about pastoring? Hmm. That's a broad question. I, I never wanted to be a pastor. It was sort of 
foisted on me, you know, um, that I had the education. They said, well, now you got to go and fill this spot. But I thought, well, it's really education. I like teaching. And so I thought, well, okay, it's just a different way of teaching. And so I guess I like that. And because you don't really get to see, sometimes you get to see the change in people, but it's so, it takes so long. It's like getting a new job. You get a job as um, the head of a department or something. People have to learn to trust you. You know, mm. it's a little bit different if you're an instructor and you go in, well, they trust that you know what you're teaching. But if you go in and you're teaching and you're preaching, people don't really know because they feel you have to really care first. And it takes a long time for people to, you know what they say, people don't really care what you know. They want to make sure that you care about mm. them first. So mm. that that's the thing. I guess I just, well, I like the challenge of handling God's word. It's a challenge to not, make a mess of it you know and I don't think that it's like obviously we had the trivia uh, I don't know what chapter and verse but I know where to find the book the guidebook to go back and look it up and mm -hmm. I know what the chapters say and I have a good handle on the interpretation what the interpretation is and the history and that in every everything there is something for us today you know, you've got to find out what the dispensation is and what's meant for us today and, and what's meant for us to look back and say, don't do that. You know, you, yeah. you can't do that. So it's good. No, it is a, time, a timeless book. Absolutely. It's not restricted. In fact, it's, it's a very permissive book because it tells you what you can do, so much of more of what you can do. And it's a can-do book. It's yeah. like... You have to be like the little, the little engine that I think I can, I think I can, you know, because I mean, the things that he tells you that, that, that is, it is written, be holy. Wait a minute. I, I'm supposed to be holy. Oh yeah. It's written. How can you do that? You know? So it's, it's, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. That's what I like. Challenge. Yeah, it's a challenge. And, mm -hmm. uh, and God used, some of uh, what people might say were the worst people. <laughs> you know. Well, he used. Well, I don't know. I don't like to think I was the worst person, but no, I, no, no. I mean, I mean, in the stories in, of the, in the book. In oh, the book. Well, like yeah, he used. They, he used they Rahab were the prostitute. To learn. They weren't. Yeah. They weren't bad. No, no. I'm, I'm saying, well, bad. like what the world would say. Yeah, you know, wasn't right. uh, wasn't yeah, Saul yeah. not King Saul, but wasn't Saul like killing Christians before he was. Walking yeah. with Jesus and stuff, like he was. A, he I mean, was, he had the authority to do it, but yes, he was killing who? Christians. Everybody uh, was killing Christians, but he was a religious authority. He was a Pharisee. Mm. Yeah. Right. So he could order, uh, you know, them stoned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And did. He did. Well, I thought right now we would uh, transition to something a little different. Okay. All right. This is gonna be fun. Do you know the rules? No, there's no rules. There's no rules. Okay. Oh, but, but uh uh I have in front of me uh the ten best chain restaurants in America. I know number one. 
And I know number one. So Reverend Jimson, out of all the chain restaurants that you've ever been to, not a family-owned restaurant, what is your favorite restaurant? Of the chain, I think, um, because of the staff, I think, like, the Outback. That's oh, that's us. a good one. That's a good one. I, li- I like them because the, the staff, they really... They look you in the face, you know, they look you in the eye when you come in and they're very kind. And um, yeah, I like them and they come back, they check on you, you know, they make sure everything's right. And even though they're very short staff, they let you know they could, they say, you know, in a way, you know, I'll be back. You know, I'm covering so many tables and we know everybody's short. Mm -hmm. If you, you want a job today, you can get it. You can get several. And so I like I like them. I like the Outback. What is okay. your dish? What is the, What is the dish that you get usually get your favorite dish? Well, I kind of like um, the the salmon and the steak. Wow. And, you know, yeah. Nice. So together. Yeah. yeah, it comes. Yeah. You know, small. You get a potato yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can get that whatever you want, but Sounds you know, it's, it's like if you're not really sure that you want, you know, we can we eat a lot of chicken all the Surf time, so it's something different. Yep, yeah, they're pretty good. They're they're kind of like would be my favorite around here. You know? Okay, so Rev, on the list on this list, mm-hmm. Outback is number nine. Wow. No, that's too bad. That's, that's low, yeah. but it's still in the top ten. I mean, out yeah. of all of America. Yeah. At least it's on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Gritty, what, what, what? I know what your answer is going to be. What is? We your, just went. And what, what restaurant was that? Texas Roadhouse. All right. Favorite Texas restaurant. Guess where it is on the list? I'm going to say number six. One. Number one for real. Wow. The they have good food, but they're so noisy. If it you, was, you know, we didn't get that because we stayed outside. We, we had <laughs> oh, an outside table. The one here doesn't have an outside table, do they? Oh. I didn't. They don't have an outside. Well, we went table. to New we Hartford, one, but I will. I will say that you're right because when I well, first of all, when I walked in there to go to the bathroom, it was like a maze. There was mm-hmm. the bar. There was all these tables. It was dark and it wasn't loud. But if you're outside, mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah, because you need you want to talk to people. If you go to dinner, you want to have a conversation. You don't want all that background noise all well, the time. Depends on the depends on the company. <laughs> well, I want to talk to people. I want to see what they're thinking. I want to stay in tune with people. And I don't need all that noise. There's some yeah. people I don't want to be in tune with. I just want to eat. And... Well, I got a sign on my refrigerator. When this pandemic is over, there's some of you I still don't want to see. <laughs> and I like, you know, look at that. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, that's true. That is the truth, you know, that you've now you've gotten away from some folks and you realize, hmm, not bad. Stay away. Uh-huh. Turn that country music up in Texas Roadhouse. I don't want to hear yeah, nothing. All right. And they got the country music. I like that. They don't got Do like, they have the same... seafood on the list. Uh, for seafood? Yeah, they had they had shrimp for sure. I don't know about they had yeah. that fish, though. But you know, I, I oh yeah, they had fish and chips. Steakhouse. Oh, they had fish and chips. I gotta try yeah. that next time. I never I had did. that. I always wanted to try that. But I generally wouldn't go to a 
uh, seafood place and ordered chicken or yeah, I'd order seafood. Oh no, you know? I would yeah. Who so would I would go to like that? Ted's Fish Fry. I like them or you know some place that has fish. Um, they have that um, what seafood bro- boil place now on on uh, Wolf Road, but you know. I ba- I basically like to go out to eat to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I like to eat too, but wow, to talk. Yeah, there's a, a really good seafood boil place uh, up on Union Street in Schenectady now. Oh, and uh, my mother, we uh, uh, we got that for my mother's birthday, and uh, it was really quite good. Mm. Where's Hooters on the list? Uh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, read the list. Well, first tell us yours and then yes, read the list. So uh, we'll start with number 10. And that it will be uh, 10 is Red Lobster. Um, nine is uh, Outback. Okay. Eight is uh, Red Robin. Never been. Mm. Um, They're good for hamburgers. Yeah. And I've never heard of this place. Seven is Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen. No, I never heard of that. That must be some southern stuff, maybe yeah. like deep. I don't know. Uh, number six is Longhorn Steakhouse. Always wanted to go. Uh, five, I haven't heard of this one myself. Uh, Maggiano's Little Italy. Nah. And uh, P.F. Chang's. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. You don't like that? It's that. Uh... Commercial, too commercial. It's really salty though. Probably, I want right? to go to. A, I want to go to a, a real, Chinese restaurant. If I want Chinese food and I want to go to some place there, if I want Japanese food, I want to see Japanese people there. Well, I mean, this you is know? like if you're at the mall and there's like they usually like there, you would go there. Yeah, if well, you can't, if you can't get that, well, you in the mall you can get. Now you can get um um the Japanese food, you know, and they, they get some fr- real good fresh vegetables. I think um you gotta take Comedy that Center mall. has never... one and it's very inexpensive inexpensive. But I'll tell you you didn't is uh the what is it the cuckoo's nest down there or something. I think it's cuckoo's nest. That's on Western Avenue. It used to be something cuckoo's else. Nest. Their food is excellent. It's a small place and it is delicious. Was it a Chinese or Japanese restaurant? No, yeah. it's it's an American restaurant, but they have oh, like okay. different. They have like fried green tomatoes there. That is really good. They have like you can get a half fried chicken, and that's delicious. You can get. They don't have a lot of vegetables. They give you like um, like a chutney. So they have that, but but their food is really excellent. It's well cooked. Mm. It's right on just above, you know. Um, uh, North Allen Street. It's very good. Okay. Small place. PF was what six? Uh, PF was four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on to your hat, gritty, for number three. Chipotle, my other favorite. No. Chipotle? Olive Olive Garden. Uh! <laughs> Get out of here. What do you think of Olive Garden, Rev? Listen, if you're not Italian and you like Olive Garden, that's okay. If you're Italian and you like Olive Garden, get out of here. <laughs> that's not one of my specialties. Thank you. I like Carabas better. Three? 
Three? That's rough, yeah. That's well, kind of, she said she likes no, no, like Carabba's restaurant. That's number three? Yeah, it was three on this list. Oh, they yeah. must have paid. Who's, what publication is this? Um, what is this? It better not be the Post. No, uh, Attractions of America. Okay, what's okay. number two? Well, is Carabba's no- not there at all? No. No? Oh. Hmm. At least they got number one right. Uh, two is the Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I think that place is overrated last time I went, but I went when I was young. But every time I hear about it, I hear it's kind of overrated. I have to go again when I, now that I'm grown. I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, but I never hear people raving about it, and it's kind of pricey. Yeah. Texas Roadhouse, what, what, what we got? $16, 17 for that nice steak and two mm-hmm. sides. Yeah. Some restaurants don't even give you fries with your burger. Mm-hmm. Like Gordon Ramsay's. Actually, yeah, actually, our entrees are cheaper than my mother's breakfast at the local diner. Wow. Right. Now, what was the name of the place we went to before we went to Texas Roadhouse? <laughs> Where's that on the list? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your other favorite place. Well, oh, wait, 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 wait. Because you did say that you and Mo went there a lot. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> remind me. Is this in Utica? I don't know if I can shake yeah. your hand ever again. I'm worried now. Let, let's well, let's talk about let's talk about it. So let me ask you this: You never had to go to the bathroom? I don't think I did. Everybody, this is a new rule. When you go to a place, it, it doesn't apply to like a really good restaurant. You don't have to do it. If you go to a buffet or somewhere you never been, go to the bathroom and check it out first, especially a buffet, because you don't know what kind of you don't know what they got going on in there. <laughs> and also, this is look that far. This is the <laughs> second rule, and this is the one that Pastor totally blew over. That I was like, ugh. If a place closes down and they open back up as the same place, but under a different name, red flag, turn around, (laughs) don't go in there. That's not a good idea. That means reputation was tarnished and they had to rename. You said it's probably because of COVID. And then I was thinking, well, wouldn't they just open under the same name if they were so good? Because everybody would be like, oh, my God, I don't know. I don't know about the name. I never knew the name of the place. Oh, it was that good. You didn't even know the name. Well, this yeah. was the grand opening. They had so a big I sign, Rob. Grand it opening. It wasn't a real. I mean, boy, was it grand. Boy, <laughs> was it grand. So I thought, you know, somebody might have bought it and, and it would be under new management, but it wasn't. And the food was. Well, why don't you say the whole place the big, was big change was the big change out of the whole place. Is they just the they just put these big bright LED lights around the buffet tables? Wow. Oh no! To make <laughs> to maybe blind you from what you might see. That's <laughs> might be maybe why they put the lights there to blind you from the dirt. Yeah, it, it was. Well, I mean, the, it was worse than it was before. Just oh uh, well, I'll tell my side, uh, and then we'll say what you said in the car. All right. So we go and say you don't look too happy about it. But we're going to talk about it because we go in this fine establishment and I go, man, I really got to use the bathroom. Let me go before we sit down. It's buffet. 
Chinese buffet, I already kind of don't like the vibe of that. I really don't like buffets like that. Unless I know it's a good... I went to one in Manhattan, the only one I like, because I know they're clean. I know the staff there, but I usually don't go to buffets. So I was like, okay, let's just go. Go in the bathroom, look down at the urinal, brown. Brown stuff <laughs> on the urinal. On, like, just it's a dirty urinal. So I go, maybe it's this one. Look over to the next one. Not too hot either. Not as bad. Not too hot. I look. I said, maybe it's just the urinals. Let me look at the toilets. I don't even want to say what was on one of the toilets. Then the other toilet didn't look too hot either. So I walk out and I'm like, where's Pastor? I hope he's not filling up a plate. He's filling up a plate. I said, oh, boy, I got to break the news to this guy. We got to get out of here. I walked up. I said, listen. You can eat here, but I'm not eating here. I just went in that bathroom. You should go check it out. So he's like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. So he just takes my word for it. He had a pizza, sushi, all this stuff on a plate, plates packed, puts it down. We get in the car, and I'm I'm going on and on about it as I usually do. Oh, it was crazy. I never seen nothing like that. Because in my mind, A, it's the grand opening. It should be grand. Number two. If you're running an establishment, I mean, I never owned a restaurant, but you should have somebody going in there every 30 minutes, 45 minutes, checking the bathroom. It should never look like that ever. Okay. Well, you have to be careful of hepatitis. <laughs> yeah. When you go in these restaurants, you really. Yeah, it was a sushi place. So that's, oh, you can yeah, get it from no. there. Yeah. So then I'm in the car and Pastor goes, well, you know, now that you say it, I really, really, really wasn't getting a good vibe from the place. I go, really? Because, yeah, you know, the wasabi was miscolored. I'm like, <laughs> but the plate was looking full, so it really didn't uh didn't really do anything. Well, sometimes you can get get away with it because you know, like yogurt is full of bacteria, but it's good bacteria. Yeah. So it just depends on how how healthy you are to begin with, and maybe you need a little little not, bacteria not, not, in your not system. No, you never not know. No miscolored wasabi. I'm good on that. That's why I, it's good I, to know. Jesus, I, I want to admit. Mm-hmm. I want to admit that I think that God worked through gritty, and I'm man. I'm so grateful that He did. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. was, the food. Was there other parts of it that didn't look good? I can't yeah. remember. Well, I, I the the food looked like it had been out for a while. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that pizza wasn't fresh by any means. Um. No, and and, and, and I really, you know, I really, you made me really like evaluate my own judgment, you know, because usually that place would be full at at, at a time like that. That's why some diners are good because they get good turnover of their food, you know, Mm -hmm. of the specials. Love a good diner. Love a good diner. Never been to a diner really. I didn't like. Yeah, that place that comes in second. No, I mean, that's first. Well, second was the Italian restaurant in Ithaca. That was second. I should have went to the bathroom there. That place was so dark, probably for a reason. They didn't want you to see nothing going on in there. <laughs> we already talked about that place. Yeah, that place was another travesty. A COVID, a COVID, a pool for COVID there. Yeah, pretty, a- pretty, pretty thick into COVID. Okay, family style restaurant, nice big table. I try not to make a scene because I know Mo and Pastor roll their eyes every time. Because every time I say something, I know they're like, here he goes again. 
Every time we go to Ithaca, they go, well, can we get Indian food? I go, no. We're, we're all sharing the same room. We're not getting Indian food. We're not <laughs> trying that. When we all get separate rooms, we can experiment with spices and stuff like that, okay? Because I know Mo got a weak stomach anyway. <laughs> then we go to this Italian joint, and it's dark, and it's small. And I look in there, and I go, I just, I'm not feeling it. But I'm like, you know what? Let me not. Let me not be the drama queen one time. We sit down and it all starts to unravel in front of my eyes. <laughs> the silverware is dirty. Mo picked up on that. I said, uh-huh. <laughs> then the penny vodka was spicy, which the never penny, happens. Rev, have you had penny uh, vodka sauce on? on uh, or, yeah, vodka no. sauce. I like to drink my vodka. I don't want to put it. I don't uh, like. Yeah. I don't like alcohol in anything. This is a good like dish, though. I do suggest you have it. It's really if you like pasta, it's the best. This yeah. this was so spicy it, you could barely eat it. It's not supposed to be spicy. I even called my dad because he's a good cook. He's Italian. I said, "Is, is you ever seen that before?" Said, I'd never seen that. What the hell is that? So then, pastor sitting there, and I'm just sitting there like mm-hmm. in my head. I'm like, I knew it. I knew it. And then. The big moment happens. There's the family table. And that's the first thing I thought. I said, we're not sitting at that big table. I went right to the left. I said, we're sitting in the corner by ourselves because I knew this was going to happen. There was a little couple sitting there. And next thing you know, the waitress brings over this person to sit, like just some random person to sit direct, like this close next Mm -hmm. to the other party during this COVID stuff. And me and Pastor look, I'm looking at him. We both look at the lady and the lady goes, like she's like <laughs> what and i go oh well pastor you got the bill i'll see you later he went, he went out he went <laughs> out enough <laughs> that was the second worst but to be fair you didn't be, you you never went there before so you didn't know about that no no but i got a bad feeling about that place as soon as i looked at it no it, well i it, it, I, I do, at this point, I have to say it was my fault because when we were looking at that guide and uh, it's an Italian restaurant and it had an English name, two English last names, that, that, that should have been the red flag. Can't you try and have a Italian name? Just fake yeah. it? If there's, no, if there's no vowel at the end of the name from now on and it's an Italian place, no go in. No. That place was whack. It's it called was, common sense. It was like a it was like a hipster joke. No, that wasn't even that was straight um just intuition. I looked mm-hmm. and said, this isn't it. But you know what? Let me not be a drama queen. Let me not do it. And it just unfolded in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds so like let's you gotta listen to Gritty because he's got Good spidey sense. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, he does. sometimes, sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, want to uh, go on to something else um, that I don't know if you heard in the news, uh, but uh, Jesus's sandals have been found in Utah because of the. I didn't hear what? that. Is that true? Yeah. Who brought what, the them? Dino- there? What? And how did they last? And what were they made of to get there? The lost, the lost sandals of Jesus missing for over 2,000 years have been found. An intrepid Vatican treasure hunter stunned every uh, biblical scholar when he found them in Utah. 
Hundreds of devout pilgrims are flocking to see the holy relics. Many Utah citizens have claimed that after slipping on the sandals, they received incredible good luck. After slipping their feet inside the sandals, they seem to be cured of all illnesses. This is from the Weekly World News, isn't it? <laughs> because let me tell you right you now, those, you wouldn't let you people put their feet. Thank in you. There. This is how I knew it was a joke. They would be falling you, apart. First of all, it, let's say they weren't. You would never let you put your feet in there. Why? Why, yeah. why are you? Why are you blowing up the joke? You blew up the joke yourself. But that's like strange. You don't. Well, a lot of people, if it's in print, they believe it right off the bat, and you're thinking, no, that look, can't look, be. Look, let me prove it to you. Uh, there's a picture. You know, you could have brought up an actual cool story, like how they found the dinosaur tracks in Texas. That was actually real. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Did you yeah. see that? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't see it. <laughs> see, look at it. There's a picture right there. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> they look like they got buckle on the side or something. Nah, that's crazy. That's you know, crazy. sometimes, Pastor, you act like you don't have enough time. But things like this prove you have too much time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's putting it nicely. That is putting it very nicely. Yep. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Okay. So, so uh, I, I want to share another story with you. Um, and uh, uh, this is this one's for Gritty because he loves Halloween. I love it. Now I'm perking up. So this is this is for real. OK. Um, an Alaska man broke his own state record by bringing a pumpkin to the Alaska State Fair that weighed in at two thousand one hundred and forty seven pounds. Wow. Dale Marshall, who previously set the state record with a 2,051-pound pumpkin at the 2019 Alaska State Fair, broke his own record this year with a massive gourd he dubbed Cookie Monster. That's sick. Where's the picture? Yeah, I'll show you the picture. I was, they, had, they used to have a show on Travel Channel. Sometimes they would show those competitions. I forgot if it was a, its own show, if it was a part of a different show. Look at that. That's crazy. Ooh, yeah. They used to show this on Travel Channel. They used to, and when they, they weigh them and stuff, this is like a big event. This is so sick. This how, is how, how wide would you say that is? That's, it's got to uh, be at least... You know, I'm not good at math. Six, seven feet wide. And at least five feet... Uh, five feet thick. Wow, imagine carving that. that. Taste good. It's probably all dried up or something. Inside. That'll feed... It. That'll feed mm. a whole village. Yeah. Mm. That's Look at insane. I like when they put them on the catapults and chuck them. You ever seen that? No. You never seen that? Nope. We got to go to like, we got to go to like some rural area where they do that. That mm -hmm. looks cool. They take the big, oh, that would be they fun. Put them on a catapult and then they send them off flying. I think they have like competitions and stuff. Mm. This is where you, you know, you do stuff where there's, you have to go somewhere where there's nothing to do, where that's where they, this is, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. You don't do you, see pumpkin weighing competitions in New York. Do you like pumpkin pie, Rev? Um, I'm not a big fan of it. What? I like sweet potato pie. That's good. Better than pumpkin. People put too much like ginger and spices in it, and you don't taste the pumpkin. So I don't like. They don't really know how to cook it, so I don't like it. Oh, no. okay. 
Who makes the best uh, sweet uh, sweet potato pie? Sweet potato pie is good. Who who makes the best one in your opinion? Um, the best one I ever had. The person died. I mean, um, they just they, they got aged out. But you got to use the secret ingredients are fresh cream, you know, good potatoes. Yeah, I mean, you got to really have fresh things. You got to put a mixture of brown sugar in there and some different stuff. And but it's it's freshness that's really important. So the heaviest sweet potato weighed eighty-one pounds nine ounces. Wow, Ooh. got nothing on the pumpkin. On yeah, um, March eighth, two thousand four, it was grown by. Manuel Perez Perez in Spain. Hmm. You can make a lot of pie okay. out of that. Yeah, you can make it. Yeah, yeah you got a lot of time on your hands, Reverend Richard, pulling up that <laughs> stuff. See what I said? All this trivia. <laughs> you should, don't get don't get him started on Pop Tarts. <laughs> he won't stop. He knows a little too much about pop tarts. Oh my god! Well, I did. I, apparently, they took this. The, they took the ingredient out every time. Mm-hmm. Every time I br- we used to, I, for like two years, I would bring up a pop tart. Say I'm eating one. We'd go in the aisle. He would say the same thing, like Groundhog Day. Did you know that there is sand in pop tarts? Every time he probably said it fifteen times, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And then you know he has one chance to. Show his t- to show this is true. We go in the alley. He goes, let me let me actually see. It's not even in there. So for two years, he's going on about this. It's not even true. So now I got this fact in my head. It's not even real. But for two years, you know, there's sand in those, right? Don't don't be eating those. There's sand in that. I'm like, well, there used to be because I've seen it on the on the box before. Have you silica? Yeah, in the ingredients. Well, not anymore. But I guess they took the sand, sand out. Free. That's why they get so hot. So they're probably using some other substance as cancers. Whatever it is, keep them coming. <laughs> keep them coming. Because that mango mm. pop tart is great. Do you like pop tarts, Rev? No. Oh, what? No, what about I, what, what about uh, Boston cream pop tart? Oh no, I'm not gonna like that. <laughs> I like Boston cream pie. I never. But, but I would eat a pop tart. What? Those are the best. Yeah. Put them in the freezer. All right. So uh, we're, we're uh, approaching the end. I have one more thing. And uh, as I was looking for different uh, material for the show, I saw this link. And I want your opinion on this. Boy. So... Get ready, Rev. Get ready. Are you this. ready, Rev? Prepare I'm ready. Yourself. A Taizu, a Taizu's escaped animal drill is going viral after photos and videos emerge showing a zoo employee in an ostrich costume fleeing from keepers. So you ready? Yeah. Uh, ready as I'll ever be to see this. <laughs> เป็นนกค่ะมาจําลองสถานการณ์บางคนก็บอกว่าเอ๊ะมันจะสมจริงเหรอคุณเจษดาเพราะว่ามาใช้สแตนด์อิน
ขาซ้อมกันเป็นขั้นตอนเฉยๆเนี่ยค่ะคือแต่งตัวมาเต็มยศเอาแบบให้สมจริงที่สุดในฐานะนักแสดงนะคะนายวุฒิชัยมุ่งมันท่วมในการสวนสัตว์เชียงใหม่ก็บอกว่าเป็นการจำลองสถานการณ์ฉุกเฉินถ้านกกระจอกเพชรหลุดออกจากส่วนจับแสดงสัตว์แอฟริกาน่ารักเนี่ยท่านผู้ชมดูอีกรอบหนึ่งก็ยังน่ารักเหมือนเดิมแต่เจตนาของเจ้าหน้าที่ครับสัตว์หลุดเพื่อความปลอดภัยแล้วก็เสริมความมั่นใจให้กับนักท่องเที่ยวแต่พอคนที่ไปเที่ยวสวนสัตว์เชียงใหม่เห็นแบบนี้แม่หลายคนก็ประทับใจเจ้าหน้าที่นะ What do you think practice makes perfect can't practice with a real one gotta do it somehow sounds like looks like a fun day I mean, it's better than a lot of other things. If you saw that, you would just ignore it, you know, because that's just crazy. Oh, I'm from the city. Yeah, I would. I mean, that's something you would just see on the train normally. Somebody running around in an ostrich costume. Nothing I haven't seen before. Probably. That's better than cleaning out the cages. I think it's you know, seems like a fun day. Okay. Well, that's quite a climax to your podcast. Well, I, I, I didn't, I didn't play that one section. I, I skipped over it. I think too fast. But when they were coming down the walkway with that net across the whole walkway, like yeah. for, forcing the ostrich to try to trap them, but they're really not trapping them because the area behind them was like a football field long. <laughs> That's why they're practicing. They really thought it wasn't an, an, an escaped animal. No, well, they were practicing for yeah, this a drill. Oh. It's a drill. Okay. I was gonna say they knew. Well, if they, oh, that'd be better if they didn't know the guy in the costume. That would be crazy. Pretty big. No, though. they know that. I hope. Well, how do we know? It was in another language. We don't know if they knew. Maybe I they think knew. that. What you're how saying. How crazy! How crazy would it be if we translate and it's like an ostrich escape? They didn't even know. They thought it was an ostrich. A real ostrich. That yeah, would that would be great. That, that would. Be yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Well, it's been. Well, we end the show the same way every time, with a prayer. Oh, Apparently, right. we start him with him now. <laughs> so let us pray. Now, Father God, I thank you for this time with Reverend Jimson. I thank her for coming on the show, and that Lord, I ask that you continue to bless her, that you bless her ministry, and that you bless uh, the care that she gives to people through her nursing. Now, Lord, I certainly thank you for her, and I appreciate her spirit. And uh, Lord, I ask that you continue to bless Gritty. That Lord, you keep gifting him with the uh, the gift of laughter and comedy. And that Lord, that uh, you see him through to his his goals. So, God, I pray all these things and pray a blessing for everyone uh, listening and watching this show. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good night, guys. Good night. Great seeing you. And meditate before you go to sleep so you'll have good dreams. Thank you. I will. All right. <laughs> Thank night. you, Rev. Take good care. Night. Good to see you.